Hey everybody, this episode of Talkin' Pop is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to check out poddex.com. Make sure you use that special promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or Game Fighter podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. This episode is powered by Poddex. What up, fanboys, fangirls, and non-binaries? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop, podcast and all things pop culture. I'm your host, the franchise. Of course, joining us my co-host, Pico. Hello. I know it's been like more than a week, guys. Sorry, I know it's because the holidays and stuff. And then, of course, we're going into, what, year three of the COVID? <laughs> I'll say year three, even though it's been like two years, but technically it's like year three. And... Your boys end up getting COVID. Yeah, finally hit us. But luckily, we've been vaccinated, and you know, at first I thought it was gonna be that bad, but it wasn't this bad. I mean, yeah, it kind of felt like a cold, pretty much. I don't know, that's how I felt it, but I think right now I'm like I'm still like coughing up phlegm, but that's pretty much it. But so far, like temperature's been fine, and so hopefully, guys. You know, take care of yourselves. I know the holidays, they saw like an increased spike in cases because of the holidays. No people got together because it was the holidays, you know. We thought, well, let's take a week off, you know, take a week off, get ourselves back into shape again. But we did finally make that trek to see Spider-Man, which we are going to talk about today. Pretty much most of this episode is going to talk about, you know, our take on Spider-Man No Way Home. So, fair warning, there are going to be spoilers, and, you know, basically, if you ever listen to our reviews, you know, we talk about the plot of the film. We'll give our likes, dislikes, and what our theories can come up with about the future state of the MCU universe. Because this film kind of, like, pretty much gives us an idea of what the universe is heading in the direction it is. You know, based on the TV shows that's been out recently at Disney+, and the plans that they got going to the next phase. So, just fair warning, there are going to be spoilers. I know it's been, what, three weeks now since the film came out? Mm -hmm. I kind of figure it's about we're past that window where Sony said, please don't spoil the film. So, I kind of figure it's been three weeks, so we probably got free reign to spoil the film. So, before we get touch on that, I want to remind you, if you want to check out any past episodes of Talking Pop, make sure to check out our library on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Audible and Amazon Music or any other podcast outlets. You can check out our merch store at spring.com. Go into stores, search for Talking Pop. We got merch, especially hoodies right now because it's fucking cold. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Pop Talking. If you have any comments or you want to tweet at us, you can also find us on Facebook. You can like our page at facebook.com slash Talking Pop where we put links to the episodes on there as well. So let's get to to the nitty gritty. Let's talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. So Biko, I want to start open up the floor to you. Overall, what do you think of the film overall? Or what was your expectations going to this film? We'll start with expectations. I, I had as I guess as far as expectations go, is I felt like it was going to be. Uh, I thought it was going to play close to the gun between. As far as having Spider-Man and Doctor Strange kind of interact with each other, so I felt like they did what I thought they were going to do. As as far as having their both of their characters kind of balance each other out, um, and watching him kind of deal with the conflict and see Doctor Strange kind of get pulled into dealing with the teenager, mm-hmm. uh, and and. Basically dealing with a teenager who doesn't want to deal with his own consequences, so it was kind of interesting to see them play with that. It was pretty... I want to say it was a pretty safe movie, as far as what they were doing with him and Doctor Strange, and using the meta, the multiverse as uh, a plot vehicle for, for the movie. I thought they 
they uh, they chose something pretty simple to get people behind the concept of it, so it wouldn't be too crazy to understand going forward. So I think they did a good job with using Spider-Man as a way to kind of pe- get people on board of understanding that there could be a bunch of other enemies that got popped in here now that he did the spell and, and opened up things. So it's going to get people hopefully into the concept of new characters coming in. So I think they did a good job with that, with being safe with that, because that could be hard to do in a two-hour movie, almost three-hour movie. Um, so I think for it being the third Spider-Man movie, they, they played it very well and being safe with the, their stuff. Um, and what I mean by safe is just kind of with what they were teasing and what we got, I, because, it kind of made sense. Because they're, I think to me, when so going to that safe. third film, yeah. I expect that, you know, hopefully to me, it didn't follow what Raimi tried to do in Spider-Man 3. How, you yeah. know, the whole tease was, oh, yeah, you know, he was going to be Venom. All of a sudden, oh, let's not forget, we still have James Franco, we still have Harry Osborne and his unresolved issues. And they bring Sandman to the mix. It's like, it, it came the whole, like, three villains, like, overwhelming one character. Versus here, at least with here, he has Doctor Strange. He has a, a mentor. Because remember, while well, I like the fact that they play this thing, like, he's still a kid. Honestly, he's in high school. He's in his senior year, you know. Yeah. And most just life. That's why I, I kind of like this trilogy because it explored more, you know, yeah, we got to see him more in the suit, but also explore him outside the suit, you know, dealing with teenage <laughs> issues, dealing with high school, now having a girlfriend, you know, now thinking about college and stuff. And here is like, okay, he has a problem. He thought, you know, let me go see Doctor Strange and get this problem fixed. Like yeah, I felt very real for seeing. It's like who you go to when you're a kid. You're a it, kid. Yeah. Who you go to an adult, right? The stuff they had to deal yeah. with that being an 18 year old. Yeah, it was cool. It was it was better to see that half of him at this. Uh, a far beat it being the third movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice to see that because like they opened it up for him being you know being I guess exposed to the public now as, as Spider Man. So he had a. We didn't really need to see him be so. I guess so conflicted in the suit he was more or less conflicted with himself being knowing that everyone is I guess out to get him now Even oh because what is it Danny because yeah, like I say but like it yeah, was more cause... or less his own ego kind of conflicting with everything too so it was nice to see that because like he you know how he wanted everybody to fucking forget about him but then he also didn't want the people who was closest close to him yeah closest to him so like he wanted to have everything mm-hmm. and he couldn't so that's what I liked about it is that the movie used that such a simple concept and they they were able to kind of use as that vehicle the whole throughout the whole movie as opposed to it being kind of introduced in the beginning we forget about it because then we get the rest of the dust bullshit in the multiverse and then we kind of get tailed in at the end but no it was kind of the underlying theme throughout the whole movie he had to kind of just be accountable for his nice act, responsibility for, what, for all the responsibility he had yeah yeah that's everybody was trying to teach him that and he didn't want to listen no yeah. Because he felt like, you know, okay, yeah, what I liked about the whole thing on Mysterio is like, it's fine, you're going to have, the, what I did like about the fact that not everyone had his back. Yeah. yeah. Because people were like, oh, Mysterio forever. <laughs> like, get thrown like this slamming on him. But it was cool because, like I said, this is a Peter Parker, which I think we needed, you know, a Peter Parker that, you know, is conflicted, a Peter Parker that, Shows that heroes have weaknesses, and he's a kid. That's why I liked about this. But the difference within this, and if you compare it to like the Raimi and Garfield, you know, films, you know, he had he had that big support system. Versus here, it's a difference. Like here is like he has a big support system. He's got his best friend Ned. He's got his girlfriend MJ. You know, he's got the and then he's got his Aunt May. He's got happy. He's got that support system. While in the other two films, like he pretty much was pretty much mostly on his own. Yeah. And he burned a lot of bridges. Is what it was. So like, if you look at the one Garfield universe, it's like he he broke a lot of bridges in there. And the same thing with you know the McGuire universe as well. Because yeah, if you look at the Raimi one, yeah, the Raimi verse one, it's like you know he has kind of like a Mary Jane, then he broke things off with Harry. It's like who else was his other support system? As opposed to here, yeah, he doesn't have Tony Stark anymore. He doesn't have that father figure as Tony Stark, and you know. Be happy trying to do his best to step in there and be kind of like a fighter figure to, to Peter, even though we learned in the film that he and that May broke up, which sucked. 
And I kind of like too that Ed May became more like the Uncle Ben, which I did like for a fact. They hardly even mentioned his uncle. It was more like him and May, which I kind of like that they kind of flipped the script and made like Ed May being like the the sole you know person in his life. Yeah, the sole guardian. The whole guardian, and I like for a fact that she was the one who like gave him the speech, which I did like too. It kind of sucked that she became like the Uncle Ben to Peter. And. And of course, like I said, deal with the consequences. And it's cool. We got to see um, Charlie Cox come back as uh, Matt Murdock. We get to see a little bit of Daredevil, which apparently, according to Kevin Feige, that he is going to be Daredevil going on and forward. So we got to see, you know, these characters. Like, it's because Marvel finally got the rights back. Mm-hmm. Because remember, they had to wait two years after the shows got canceled because of the contract with Netflix. Explain why. If you haven't seen Hawkeye, spoilers, Bruce North was back as Kingpin. It's the same Kingpin from Daredevil. So, go that fast forward, you know, Peter, luckily he has a good lawyer. But then you see him have to deal with a conflict. You know, it sucks that everyone knows you're Spider-Man. And you saw that just based on the consequences, how how he's being followed around in school. The news is following around. But it sucks that his friends got thrown into the mix. Association. And you saw what drove him to do, like, you know, go see Scott down the streets was... You know, they want to apply college, but based on the actions, took a toll of them getting to the colleges they wanted to go. Yeah, and for them it was like a real world consequences because yeah, they wouldn't be able to. It's because who they were associated with. School together because because they were associated with Peter and you know Richard. And then you saw the three teachers. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Forget handle verse was forgetting the material. You had Jamie's move, Martin Star. That was funny. They made him try to in the school. That was why the kid like, Mysterio was right. He sure became a sympathetic character. Which honestly was funny because even though technically he died, it's like he still played a factor in Peter's like development. But man, that that's what drove him to go see Doctor Strange. Look at this guy. So Yeah, so it's like, it, it's like, it, like to me, it was like that was one thing too. Was you know, I think one of all the villains when they announced all all these guys are coming out based on the trailers because it was all about based on trailers. Wasn't gonna get room, but honestly, like you said, they did a phenomenal job introducing these villains from all two universes. Like so, it was sure. But did you see like the big, you know, a big elephant in the room? Like the big thing that was going on, you know, you got Doc Ock, you got Green Goblin. You got Electro. Then you got, you know, Lizard. You got Sandman. A lot of questions were like, are the other two going to make an appearance? Were you expecting um, those two characters to come back to as well? Who? The other two Spider-Man? With the whole multiverse? Yeah, I, I yeah, it was pretty obvious they were going to bring them back. Um, I didn't expect to, for them to bring them back for the duration that they did as far as having them kind of be the climactic sub ending to the to uh to the movie um I thought it was just gonna be a quick like one and done of of him kind of getting thrusted into their his their universes um as opposed to them just all coming to his um that's where I kind of I don't know if it's a con to the movie but I don't I think it kind of may have eh, I guess it is a con because it does to me it hurt the pacing of the movie because I thought as far as them creating the multiverse concept from making from, to make it more complex towards the plot but I can see why they didn't to have him get like kind of thrust in their universes and have him yeah. kind of like oh shit it was more or less they threw him you know you know what I mean like they threw them into his and it kind of made like I get it but there wasn't for them kind of being thrust out of their universe there's not a lot of confusion like the enemies seemed more co- out of it than the Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man just per- seemed to like, just like, oh, I'm in New York, so it's whatever. These guys genuinely looked like they were concerned. Like, what the fuck? I was just about to die. Like, oh, I was fighting with Spider-Man, and now I'm here. And like, for them, it was just like, oh. Yeah, for them, knowing that. For the they fact- don't really say anything. It's like, oh, I was fighting the Green Goblin. It's like, no, they were just like, oh, I was eating nachos. Like, they weren't doing anything. So like, I, I guess like, they didn't really create a, enough tension 
for the other Spider-Man coming into it, as opposed to like having the like the enemies had a genuine like, oh, I want to help, I want to help them, you know, I don't want them to just go back to the universes and die. Like there was, oh, like Peter set that responsibility, like he felt responsible. Right. So like the there was yeah. some there was some sort of incentive that he created for himself for him to kind of help them, but there wasn't an incentive for the other Spider-Man to necessarily help him. So I mean, like the way they made the movie kind of move along, it, there wasn't like. What incentive do they have other than like, oh, they gotta come? Oh, I guess I'll help them now, kid, because you convinced me. Like what? They were f- just fighting them in their own universes a minute ago, and you're telling me this random other Spider-Man convinced them in five minutes? Like, oh wait, I'm gonna help the guy who is the dad of my best friend, but some g- other Spider-Man from another universe suddenly convinced me as opposed to him just fighting the fucking Green Goblin, like to use. I guess Tom Holland's Spider-Man is like a general thing for them to feel like, oh, we should fight them now, but like help them. But what I like, but what I like about the Spider-Man, uh, like, yeah, the big thing was cool seeing Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield. Yeah, there's. I kind of felt that they, I think Tom, like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man got redeemed. If you think about it, because yeah, sure. But but you think there's Spider-Man that you know, they have been you know, they got put to the ringer. Because yeah, if you look at it, compared to like Tom Holland, Tom Holland's meeting these guys. He's kind of almost like their predecessors, but at the same time, it's like these are Peter Parkers that went through this shit and they dealt with the consequences. Like they're dark, they're brooding, you know, and they couldn't get over, you know. As you saw with Andrew Garfield's Spider Man, he could go over the loss of Gwen. He's yeah, still, he's still yeah, running from guy, the loss of Gwen. And Toby, you know, he lost his, like his character, his Peter Parker, he lost Harry. Harry died. Remember, Harry died. Yeah, and it's and him and AJ are like you know on the rocks right now. It's like he's dealing with that consequence as well, and you know, and like I said, they get I I like for the fact they didn't get put into almost like the third act, which to me was like you know, and I read reports saying they were originally supposed to come out like in the post credits thing was just like order like small cameo to get thrown into like the final kind of like build it up because you kind of build up this thing, but at the same time going before you know we get to these spirits, like I think back, you know, Peter, you know, okay, uh, Tom, like his. Peter Parker, which is like Doctor Strange. You saw Doctor Strange was dealing with a lot of shit, and and of course he's being on the watch right now. But since um, what's his name, uh, Wong is pretty much you know he's pretty much like the head of the the Social Supreme, and Doctor Strange's been regularly just watching the house, mm-hmm. and you know, and Peter, oh, with magic I'll fix everything, and of course he effed up, and we got to see him and Doctor Strange kind of have a little go at it. Which is kind of cool. We got to see his universe again, mm-hmm. and but Peter like felt responsible like bringing these villains here, and he wanted to do it that nobody else decided to do, reach out to help him. Instead of just settling with fists, actually get down and see what the big issues were and try to find these like solutions to these conflicts of what drove these villains, you know, to be who they are. Because he did something versus, you know, what the other Spider-Man to do, just go into fists, and here he tries, but he does the opportunity to do it. Of course, Greek God, I knew for a fact that he was twisted anyways. Oh, yeah. I kind of like how they take it. <laughs> he says, wonderful, dude, honestly. Ah, oh, could have picture anyone to come back as Green Goblin, dude. It's like... Yeah, it was just, like, it was, I don't know. To use to use the old guys as, as the main enemies for him is kind of... Man, I don't know. I didn't. I guess I didn't see the movie being more of a let's get these older guys from the other Spider-Mans their time to shine. So, like, as much as they used them as the enemy in the movie, I guess Jamie Foxx and, and Dr. Octopus for, to some extent. Mm-hmm. Like, that was all nice and okay. But it was also like a series of six kind of almost. Yeah, a little bit in a way. And then they'll bring Venom, and he's going to continue to probably, like, fight them again. So, like, I could see them, they're having to get, put some longevity in here. Um, but I didn't, it, I thought they were going to bring in another new enemy for this movie in particular, as opposed to what I mean is playing it safe by getting these older guys. Like, they, I thought they could have mm-hmm. used a whole different enemy and kept it going, as opposed to... I mean, them. Peter was his own enemy, basically. They could look at the film. Or yeah, but Marvel movies like, don't need to do that. Like nobody goes to Marvel movies to make that that complex. Like, I I I know why they have to do it that way. But Peter's been doing that for six movies now. Oh, I'm an enemy to myself all the time. I drive people away. Like I get that, but like, 
his aunt dies and don't really focus too much on it. He's sulky for just a little bit and then he goes back and says, I want to erase everything again. So, like, he still loses his aunt. And, but now, like, the people who was close to him don't know who he is anymore. So, now we got to go through to the future of what's going to be the Marvel's universe now that people don't know who, who that he's Spider-Man, but Spider-Man exists and he has to be Spider-Man again. Like, what the... Okay. Way to go, Peter. Like, you... you have to now, like, kind of... You're basically you on your own now. your own seeds, but you're on your own now. You still lost But I like for a fact that you, you decided to go wear the classic suit, which kind of looked... That was kind of cool at the end. Yeah. But you see, why it's something he had to make himself, because since he doesn't have the access to Star Tech anymore, so no one knows who he is. Yeah, you see, like, he, I, don't, I don't know how that's going to really... Uh, I, we'll see how they use that as, like, a... But I did like for a fact that, you know, Doc Ock got redeemed, like, he was able to... Get back at Sanity and give the chip and stuff. And then, of course, you'll... I don't Like, to me, that fight in the test statue of the was really cool. Like, that climactic battle. And yeah, they're trying to work together. And I kind of like that, you know, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man pretty much. He's like, oh, I got brothers. It's like, they're almost like the big brothers to, to Tom Holland. You know, they were like kind of like the big brothers. Kind of, you know, oh, it was kind of weird seeing that. three was like, Peter, don't like... Look at all look up. They're like, which one? <laughs> no, look at him. <laughs> You got a guy in the chair, like you got a But it was cool, and them working together and stuff. It's just you had that nostalgia figure, but it kind of sucks for the kids who have never seen the. I think it was a bigger pop for us since we grew up on the films. We just grew up on the Raimi trilogy. We grew up on the Garfield, the amazing duology. But going to this book, I don't know. Like I was like looking at the theater. I was like looking to see how the kids were going to react. I saw more of the adults reacting to Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield because. We all grew up on it versus the kids who grew up only on the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Because I always think of that, like their appearance, you know, how you felt when they first appeared. Mm, like, I don't know. But that's what I mean. Like, I just, I didn't want them to waste the movie bringing these guys back and using it as as being the main, the main, like... Like the main fight is is now him finding all the same enemies that told McGuire to fight and this guy to fight. So I just like I, I wish they didn't spend the whole movie on that doing that. Um, and then we get Daredevil in for a cheap little cameo. Like I, I guess I didn't want to I didn't want this movie to feel like Star Wars and just throwing in a bunch of little cameos and they kind of did that and I and them kind of using the older Spider Man as a plot device. I think helped them and hurt them at the same time, because I like they could have just went a different route. Mm-hmm. It made it better that way, and just they could have brought Craven. I don't know. They just could have done a lot of different things for it being the third movie um, instead of playing it safe. But just because this kid doesn't isn't getting any younger, he also doesn't want to do it that much anymore. What are you going to bring Tobey Maguire back and stuff and? and to do what they did, it's cool, but it's like now people are going to kind of expect it. So, as much as you lay this, you you know, lay the seats for them to kind of like, oh great, all the Spider-Man are in together. Yeah, let's see Tobey Maguire again in 10 more years come back. And then let's see Garfield come back in 10 more years. And then this kid's going to be in his early, his late 30s. Let's bring Holland back in. And then we're going to have a new Spider-Man come in. So it's like, yeah, let's have them all together again. And this is going to be cute. Five things to me, like, this was like a way of saying, hey, we can do the universe. Like, you know, we yeah, can. Just, it, it works. But at the same time, yeah. I kind of felt that to me, like, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man got redeemed. Sure. Now, he kind of re- got redeemed a little bit because you think about it. You know, he failed to save Gwen, but he was able to save MJ. Yeah, but it's, like, it doesn't mean this movie still stop from sucking. Like, the, his movies still suck. <laughs> Like, he was better off in another movie for the 20 minutes he got. And he was better off in this one than he was in, in like, what, four hours of the two Spider-Man movies put together? Yeah. Even Doc Connors, the lizard guy, was more entertaining in this one than he was in that whole ass movie. In the first one, yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Jamie Foxx. I think you got more character development behind his Yeah, I kind of like the fact that his character got much better than the second film, because I think to me that got much better. See, so, like, fun. the 20 to 40 minutes they got... To drive this two-hour-plus movie was way better than the four hours they got to tell to tell a full Spider-Man movie feature. Mm. 
They did, they did a better job than that here. That's like, the writing was much better. Yeah. Well, it, it, it made sense than, like, whatever they gave us the first time around. Like, that's, that's embarrassing that that guy who didn't have to be a part of this... Mark Webb, there you go. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't even touch this. And they were, they were better... They handled their characters way better than he did for mm-hmm. the four hours he was able to create his movies. Yeah. And, or whatever it was. Six hours, maybe. That they didn't cut. But, like... Like, what the hell? That's embarrassing. But also, like, I get it. Um, just... We'll probably get another Spider-Man movie in four more years. Yeah, I think he's signed off for, like... Because there's, like, rumors saying that possibly he's doing another trilogy. We don't know yet. Ooh. I mean, we'll see what happens. I kind of like, for the fact, that in the mid... Uh, like, uh, overall, what was, like, your overall... I mean, we'll talk about the post credit scene, because... I thought the last one was the credits, which is a trailer for Doctor Strange. Yeah. But the mid-credits thing, that's kind of cool. They had Tom Hardy there just for a little bit. And he was just in there for a little bit. He was just trying to get up to speed of what was going on and stuff. Yeah, to kind of just throw in venom into, like, the people. And then you saw how when he left, there's a piece of the city he had left. Over it kind of like, okay, that that's going to be the venom, and that's supposed to going to happen in this universe. But we won't know who it's going to be. It could be Flash Thompson. Remember, he was venom for a while. Yeah, and then we have to recast him. I don't see him as Venom. Oh, they'll probably pick somebody else. Or maybe we'll see the MCU's Eddie Brock. Yeah, and then just throw him in there. Like to have an MCU Eddie Brock, probably. So well, I gotta be, I gotta be Pete Parker now. But who knows? It could be somebody else. It, there's a lot of possibilities for these characters. They, they could go either way. They could do like a, a she Venom as well, because you can do that so much now. It doesn't have to be like the same formula. They could take that Venom character and kind of shoot with its own, and you know. It's gonna absorb Mary Jane. He has to fight Mary Jane. It's a possibility because, you know, so. they don't know each other anymore. Like, he doesn't know Ned. Look like, how it feels, dude. The sacrifice he had to make, dude, just so, just to fix the whole spell, just to the sacrifice he had to make. He had to sacrifice, you know, not knowing his friends anymore. And you kind of hurt. You know that scene hurt when he went to the coffee shop and... It only hurt him because they don't know him. Yeah. But how would you... What was the emotions going through that? What do you think the emotions going through his head? Um... Uh, it's his fault. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's hard to feel bad for someone who created that shit in the first place. As much as it wanted us to be like, oh man, that must really suck that you don't get to hang out with that anymore. And, and MJ isn't there with you anymore. Like, that sucks. But wait, you're the one who wished for all this in the first place. And then you had to go back and then your aunt still died because of you. Oh, I just feel sorry. No, like, no, I... I that's the thing is that they made it seem like it was there was a genuine he was gonna learn from his mistake, but he really didn't because he still made everyone forget about him and he lost his aunt in the process and they didn't get anything out of it. So like that's that's my little gripe too is that they wasn't really finding a resolution. You're right, they found a resolution for Andrew Garfield's Spider Man and Toby's, but nobody else's. Tom Holland didn't get any retribution from this. He still lost his aunt for no reason. And then, what? Now people forgot he did all that stuff too. He just saved them from Electro and, and basically just Electro really. Dr. Arpus was a good guy, but he was kind of stealth mode. And then the Green Goblin, because he was just trying to kill everyone. And then Lizard. So, and then the Lizard was just kind of weird. And Sandman was just conflicted. Yeah, and the Sandman just was the Sandman. So, like, that's what I mean. Uh, he didn't really get much. He was just like, he helped everybody out in the other universes, but his was just kind of like because he, he messed it up he, so he didn't really learn anything about saving his own universe because he lost his shit in the universe but he effed up yeah but I mean like he didn't get anything out of it I mean it sucks because like well at least his friends don't have a fact they're going to go to colleges they go to the colleges they were going to go yeah and then, then he moved into that one apartment which I don't know if it's by MIT maybe it is who knows but that's probably why he moved there, right? Cause yeah. Because he, he won't be on campus with them anymore because Ned's not friends with them. So he doesn't have any friends to move there with. I mean, I'll... you can tell he just decided to rent an apartment because it's like, who yeah. is he going to go to? I mean, you know, he well, lost, like I mean, you was... said, he lost his aunt. Nobody remembers him. So it's like, so I wouldn't be surprised, you know, he probably, with his grades, he's probably going to college. So he's probably got that apartment to go to school. But like, who knows, maybe he'll get a job at the Bugle or doing something, you know? But you had G. Joe Jameson. That's kind of cool to see him. Like J.K. Simmons back as G. Joe Jameson. He deserves what he got. 
story, man. No, 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 it was it was fine. I think it was an entertaining movie. Uh, it'll be fun to see if they do throw Venom in there and make him kind of go on a crazy rampage with the alien symbiote, kind of throwing things up. So it'll be kind of cool to see what they do with that. But if not, then hopefully they don't bring it anymore past Spider-Man shit and kind of just hopefully we'll see Miles yeah, Morales shit along yeah let's move it along let's get Miles because, in here yeah because if you if you it was already weird for me that they had Doctor Strange kind of be his like buddy buddy superhero he's gonna do this movie with because Marvel's been doing that a lot lately let's throw these two characters together so nobody forgets about them like Thor's gonna be in the Guardians of the Galaxy and now probably for like a little bit probably. Iron Man was basically in all these Spider-Man movies and, and then now we have Doctor Strange so he's not alone he still has the male mental mentor that's still there kind of checking on him so like they have to keep that around like they're, but this is going to be interesting to see like going forward now that he doesn't have now the whole spell and none of the Avengers remember him it's a, it's going to be interesting to see how this is going forward because if he does, if he, his character is still signed out for another film like another Avengers team up how are they going to react to him yeah. Because I don't know this is like... Because I know Sony's been developing that universe as well. And, you know, it's to the point where, you know, they can have them jump into universes as well. Because you got Morbius that still apparently got delayed again. That Morbius film got the delayed looks, again. The movie looks whack. Anyways, <laughs> so I don't... And then, you know, that's getting delayed. Just got delayed again. Um, and, you know, a doc, we still got the Doctor Strange film next year that Raimi is directing. So I bet you everybody had some input for this film because it's almost like man who knows if he helped out with the development like you know behind the scenes of this because he's working with Doctor Strange so he, you can tell he probably had like a little input in when it comes to Doctor Strange's scenes and everything and you see how that is because it's going to be Doctor Strange because if you think if you watch WandaVision Doctor Strange is going to go visit Wanda mm-hmm. and Wanda is going to be in Doctor Strange and of course America Chavez we're going to see her debut into the into the MCU as well then you got the shows going forward. I just saw Hawkeye, which I thought was a good film, a good series. Because yeah, I kind of felt he got kind of redeemed his character-wise. And, you know, how he's dealing with, you know, things in his past. And then dealing with, you know, Black Widow not there anymore. And, you know, he's trying his best for his family and stuff. And now he's training, like, a new person. Like, a new, like, training and stuff. And Kate Bishop. Um, then, of course, you got She-Hulk coming out soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. Miss Marvel. So you got these MCU shows coming soon. Then you got Loki coming back for another season. Which I kind of felt that his character got redeemed. And it had some ties to the MCU breaking kind of. Because of the timelines and stuff. As well. But it was like... I don't know if you saw it. Well, you didn't see Hawkeye yet. But it was cool seeing the Rogers the musical billboard in Spider-Man. No Way Home. Because it's in Hawkeye. The musical, <laughs> the Dead of Them and stuff. Then you saw you still got Ant Man too in Quantum Mania. So you still got the Ant Man third film in the works as well. I mean, you still got these films still in development. Because to me, it's kind of like you know. And of course, you got the third Thor. You got the fourth fourth Thor film. Like the first time Thor's got four films. Think about it, he's got four films out of all of them. And let's go with Chris Hemsworth. He loves playing the character. Like. He who might play that character he enjoyed it now, I guess either because his time working with Tiger Woods he kinda of like increased like his love for playing that character. Oh man appreciate the character more. Because he got to see a Thor when he gives that as like worse, you know? And redeeming him his character as well. But overall with Spider Man, like like I said, this kinda of like broke up what the a third film was gonna be like as opposed to how the Raimi universe ended. Mm-hmm. Because if you compare that to this, so I think this one held up more better. Like this was more superior, and like you said, the yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I guess so many villains, but I kind of like the fact that they all spread out. But at least it gave these villains some kind of purpose, you know. And the fact that this was a Peter Parker that was in the dark, fist first, you know, I'm gonna attack you. But this is Peter Parker who was like surprise, you know, just trying to assess the situation and try to find a solution. Yeah. And his aunt's like, like I saw his aunt was the only one who was his aunt, but his aunt's like, he helped people no matter what. But yeah, it kind of like became a double-edged sword. It kind of like, you know, look what happened. Yeah, he lost his aunt, but I know he felt disappointed that he couldn't save his aunt, but his aunt was probably not disappointed in him because he did what she would have done, help him out, no Mercy matter what. Mercy told me I didn't want to do the movies anymore. 
That's what we're gonna miss most until me. They said they gotta kill her off. No more hot aunt. <laughs> well, they gotta they had to take her out. But like I said, she oh, became the Uncle Ben. Think about yeah. it, she became the Uncle Ben. Oh my god, well, this, is a, this character's not going anywhere, so let's just kill her off, yeah. And we'll have Happy kind of do the same crap again. So it'll be cool. But now he's not gonna have Happy, though. Because yeah. now with the whole spell thing, he's not even gonna have Happy anymore. Like I say, that's why you saw it there, he started making his own spider suit because he doesn't have access to the tech anymore. Yeah. That's, that's why he's got the old school suit. And you can tell he was inspired by the other Spider-Man suits. It's not that he's on his own, basically. Yeah, I don't know. So he doesn't have access to that Stark tech anymore. Spider-Man no way home. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of fitting they kept the same home thing throughout the whole three films. Like, they kept the common theming. But, like I said, I kind of like this. It's like the most we see him in the suit. And then, like, for him, it's him dealing with all this stuff in high school and stuff, too. It's just, that's why I like this. This is a Peter Parker that doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it's, you could tell his spider set still wasn't as well-developed, which I did like. Mm-hmm. You would have called it the tingling. <laughs> like when it kept calling it the tingling. It's like, as opposed to the other two films, like, oh, his prices was spot on and everything. Here, he had it, but it wasn't as like, he's still a young kid. It's still not fully developed. His powers are still not fully developed. You know, that's what I kind of like about that too, because he was st- he's still a young kid. So, overall, what kind of direction do you think the MCU is going to go after this? Like, I don't want them to. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's gonna go with this multiverse stuff, and they're gonna. They still have to play around with it. Uh, but we're I'm, we're probably gonna see more movies kind of flop still, because of the pandemic. Well, not not even gonna win the pandemic. I just think they're trying too much with some of this new stuff, and that's why, like I mentioned earlier, they're. They have to like buddy buddy these movies because they need us to like remember that they're still they're still relevant. Like they can't ever keep them away, um, so they gotta throw them in other movies to also get people to come through. So I think that's gonna run its course too. If they keep doing that, it's not gonna help the newer characters kind of get settled into the space because um, then they're gonna keep we're gonna keep running into like some movies that do well and some that don't but they want them to work really bad and like you said there's a couple that are getting sequels some that I feel like shouldn't get sequels anymore you shouldn't run that course with those already because um, uh, they ultimately want to build up again to that to like a big two part movie thing right I'm assuming they want to build up to that event to get to that scale so where they get a lot of people to come see an Infinity type-esque movie. Um, but I don't see them doing well with that if they keep making kind of like movies that aren't that well, that aren't that good, or like the characters are just not that interesting. Like the internals, that doesn't, it doesn't look interesting at all, but they, they got all these big actors to be on it. Um, and then Shang-Chi does okay, it does well in the theaters, but... I haven't it's seen another, that, so I watch it's another it. origin movie, so it's just kind of like you kind of have to get behind it yourself. So I don't know. It's just a lot of these one—I don't know—not one-offs, but it feels like they're a lot of them are going to be one-offs to where they don't—they could have done it differently, or if it came out in a different time, maybe it would have been better. Um, but I want them to keep making Spider-Man movies and make them entertaining. As long as they keep doing that, that I'm okay with it. Um, and then I'm excited for them to bring X-Men and shit. And if they do the Fantastic Four, make them better again, that'd be fun to see. I mean, yeah, that kind of opens up, like you said, with the Monster First, they can oh, yeah. bring on the Fantastic Four that you probably don't need to, like, do the origin story. This could be a Fantastic Four in a different universe now that they have access. Finally, they have access to these characters now, like with the X-Men and everything, too. Yeah. Because now they have that access. Um... Yeah, that's a good possibility. Like I, the way, like the way that Loki starts off with this, with the whole multiverse, with the whole timeline thing. We know Kane to conquer. It's gonna be the next like big, you know, bad that's coming in. He's a good, he's a good character. Um, but at the same time, it's like, like I said, Spider-Man came, came like almost like a launching point hmm. of what it could happen, or what the possibilities are. But overall, with the film, what would you, what did you like about the film? We'll, we'll, we'll just go like likes and dislikes. Uh, I like the suits. The suits were cool. It was nice to see him kind of use the different ones. And then 
changing from each of the each of the gameplays or like each of the different settings they use, like the Statue of Liberty or being the ending spot for them to fight was kind of interesting. Um, kind of seeing the city progress in those after all the Avenger events and seeing that kind of happen in real time was cool. Like, I think you get that better feel for it when you get a movie, uh, individual hero movie as opposed to like these mashups. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I like William Defoe seeing him overreact as a goblin is always funny. Um, kind of seeing him in a weird world and getting to act like it, that is funny to see. So it really seemed like they got their money's worth with him. Uh, not so much the other guys, just because I get they were there. And feel it just really felt like they were phoning it in, which is fine. Like they, as they should, they don't have to. Garfield's still acting. I don't know about Toby, so like I wouldn't blame him for just phoning it in. Um, that might be a dislike, I guess. I like it a dislike mm-hmm. as much as I don't like them phoning in performances. I get it when it comes to Marvel, um, or Disney these days. It's just if you're an actor who did a movie in the 70s or 80s and they bring you back for a reboot or something and you come and do your five minutes of fame again that all, as much as I hate seeing it I like to see them get paid for it so it's all good um what I didn't like is that it was way too long um and I don't like movies where they throw a bunch of enemies on the thing and you're supposed to like it even when you even if you use all the old ones that's what I didn't like it just made it feel what the problems of part three of the Raimi one and all that shit and the problems with the the Mark Webb Spider-Man ones like that's what I didn't like about it and they just brought it into this universe and I think that hurt the what they could have done mm-hmm. in place of bringing us the multiverse and helping us understand that oh there's you know a bunch of fucking heroes mutants all that stuff in this place not just what you're seeing just right now so get ready I don't feel like they did that well with this, I just felt like they used it as like a a playground and not necessarily, not really driving the concept as home. Mm-hmm. It kind of was just like, oh yeah, just just so you know, there's other Spider-Man here. Oh, not that like oh, there's other shit here, not just other Spider-Man. So now you got him thinking, oh, there there is other Spider-Man, yeah, dog, but there's other fucking people here too. Mm-hmm. Like they just showed their little holograms of enemies and stuff. Oh, that's from different universes. Are... Yeah, so like that's, I mean, you know, they could have done a better job for what they were teasing, and bringing in Strange is is like, you could use him to help us understand that, and they didn't do that well, because he was too busy being like, "Kids, stop fucking this up," but he didn't explain the ramifications of why you shouldn't be fucking with the spell. He just said, "Dog, don't mess with the spell," mm-hmm. but I'm gonna let you guys figure that out. Like what? Like, you should at least make it seem more that it's more of a danger. Like, you gotta make us feel that. Mm -hmm. For, and really get us to get behind the character. And if you don't really do that, then, like, especially with a superhero movie, dude, like, it's hard to really get behind it. Yeah. Um, And especially for a third Spider-Man movie, like, you really gotta fucking drive this home for a little... Like, they drove that home for Peter Parker having his own turmoil, but not, like... On the Spider-Man aspect, that's what I think they were fucking up with. They just mm-hmm. they didn't give us a like I don't know. I did they didn't know what it wanted to do because there was so much things happening. But yeah, overall, I think I don't know. I give it like a seven. Seven out of ten. Yeah, so like I think people are over. I think people a lot of people hyped it and maybe because they were excited to see a Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. as you should be. Yeah, I kind of agree with that score because to yeah. me, I kind of had like the same point as you. Like it was cool seeing the suits, like the progression of the suits and stuff. Visuals were really great. You know, I kind of like the. Kind of like the updated looks of the characters, like wise. I kind of like how Doc Ock's like you know his arms interacting with the nanotech. I kind of like that, and like I said, Willem Dafoe's over the top acting as the Green Goblin. Like I, could, like I said, I couldn't picture anybody else in that role. I mean, they tried with like what's his name, Dane DeHaan, and like the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh yeah, that guy. They they tried <laughs> with him, and, and of course, looks so happy with that. But I kind of like the you know I like the whole conflict with Peter Parker did with the you know. Conflict as a kid. That's a young man, you know, dude, with, the, with issues yeah. like that. The only thing I... Yeah, I kind of feel like with that, it was almost like a sandbox. Like you said, it was like a sandbox. They tried to play... Uh, oh, yeah, now that we can bring these other characters in because we got access to these yeah, other no characters. Yeah. Let's bring them in. And I'm like, I understand. But it was like almost like a glimpse of what it could have been. You know, a Green Goblin. What could have been a Green Goblin? Or what a Doc Ock like in the MCU? So you had 
kind of a good glimpse of what they will work. I mean, you saw with the Electro, he ended up taking the... You saw he had Stark Tech because you saw the Arc Reactor and how Sandman could fit. Like, they could somewhat fit in the universe, but it's like it felt like having Tom McGuire, hanging Andrew Garfield in there, it's like, okay, you got him in the third act. But, yeah, it's like... Yeah, I always say Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, they get redeemed a little bit. At least they did a good job not bringing Rhino in because they kind of fucked it up in <laughs> part two. There's a whole hype with Rhino and all of a sudden he comes in at the end, which was bullshit. Yeah. But overall, like you said, like, yeah, like about 7 to 10 would be a good appropriate. Yeah, like you said, it was overly high. I was excited because of Spider-Man. Like I said, that's like the only thing, like, honestly, if it wasn't Spider-Man, I probably wouldn't go and see it. But it's because of a Spider-Man, yeah, I actually show out to the theaters to go see that. So it's like, yeah, like 7 out of 10, yeah, to me, that'd be a good score with that. I mean, the only thing I didn't like, too, was like, Dr. Strange, yeah, he talked about the spell, but he didn't... Sh- Talk about more of the consequences with breaking that spell. Like you said, the only thing he did was told Peter was like, don't mess with the spell, don't mess with the, the things of the spell and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, they had the little scuffle and of course he gets actually stuck in that universe. And then try his best to be the source of the screen, which is kind of hilarious. Try over the portals and then his grandma's house. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> that was funny when grandma tells like, they're trying to get him to prove, like Andrew Garfield, they try to prove that he's Spider-Man and they had him go climb on the freaking ceiling. They get the, the cobwebs up in the corner of the house. I was like, what the heck? But, yeah, but, like, 7 out of 10, to me, that's obviously a decent score. And, like, to me, it's like, you know, with the MCU and what the phase is going to be, like I said, with all these shows coming up and all these things that got planned. Yeah, Eternals did not see it. Sage, I still need to see it. But, I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. You know, we got Thor, Love, and Thunder. We still got that Doctor Strange sequel, which I see the first looks at it, the first teaser look at it. It looks it looks insane. And yet the way you pick it up is you see WandaVision since Scar Witch will be in it. But it's all about yeah, like you said, maybe it's about time that we get another Spider Man in the mix. Mm-hmm. Like Miles Morales. I know Electra was teasing it in the film. So, who knows? Maybe we'll get Miles Morales. I mean, we got him in the animated form in the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So, hopefully, we'll see a live-action version. I'll be looking forward to seeing that. Even Tom Holland said in interviews that he would love to see a Todd like Miles Morales. They've already seen it in the video games. At least he got his own game. Which I have to play for. I got it for PlayStation 5. Um, but overall, yeah. Definitely, guys. Definitely check out Spider-Man No Way Home. It's still currently playing in theaters. Definitely check it out for yourselves. But like I said, 7 out of 10. That's what we're giving it. For a second, we we, we had a a score. So, anything else you want to add before we sign off? Um, Go see Spider-Man. Enjoy the after credits. uh, Especially if you liked Venom. Um, And, I don't know. Enjoy enjoy the the nostalgia. Hmm? It's good. It's a good movie. Alright. Alright, guys. That would do it for this week. Um, Hope you enjoyed our review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Like I said, if you enjoy reviews, if you want to see us review other films, make sure to tweet us at on Twitter at PopTalking. Uh, we'll come back next week with more pop culture news and stuff. Maybe do a tribute. Oh, before we sign off, shout out, rest in peace, Betty White. Mm. And it sucks because, you know, I remember from Golden Girls, but I remember seeing her in that 70s show. She was in so many things. And people pointed out that she actually did a voiceover for a Studio Ghibli film. It was for Ponyo. And I think they said January 17th. I just saw her on the radio today that, you know, because oh, I forgot. The people said that she was born she was born in Oak Park, Illinois. And her birthday, they decided to call it Betty White Day in Oak Park. So they're gonna do a little celebration with her, and it sucks, dude. She was like ninety nine, man. It's just she was the OG. I was watching this like Watch Mojo. They did like a Watch Mojo like her twenty moments in entertainment. She did so much for television as a woman. Like she did so much. Like she was one of the first females to have her own like talk show or her own show, and she was in these skits for this one program, Life with Elizabeth, and she had her own like kind of like a. The variety show. And she had this one. Like there's one moment. Where she had this one. African American dance. Tap dancer. And I guess the stations in the 50s. Were like. 
for having complaints and why she's featuring this guy. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm keep, this guy's good. I'm going to keep featuring him. I don't care what you say. Like, she didn't care. Like, she broke, like, the traditional norm. Like, I don't care. And she kept featuring him and stuff. And, of course, her time on Mary Tyler Moore's show, on Mama's Family, and then she became a Golden Girls, which, honestly, we pretty much know her from that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she's done, like, she's done so many cameos on television. I think the last big show she was on was Hot in Cleveland. Oh, yeah, like sitcom-wise? The sitcom-wise, but she was still, like, she's a big animal activist. She's an LGBTQ ally as well. And she's a lot of memoirs, which I heard are really good. And she's, like I said, she's a big animal lover. And she's did, like, a lot of charity work and stuff. And, you know, she's, like, for just having a decade as long as she has, like, in entertainment, almost, like, eight years of, dec- of work. So crazy. So, like I said, R.I.P. Betty White. You know, we'd love to celebrate one hundred with you, and you know, like I said, your your memories are not going to be forgotten. Like your work is never going to be forgotten. It's always going to be talked about for years and years to come. Um, you know, to a fellow person who lives in Illinois, <laughs> so you know, salute. You know, like oh, I said, yep. So, like I said, don't forget Betty White Day. You better do something like, thank you for being a friend or something. Send a friend say, thank you for being a friend. And the 17th. Just remember Betty White Day, January 17th. So thank you so much, guys, for joining us this week. Um, We'll see you guys again next week for more pop culture-centric news and stuff. As always, geek on. Take care. We'll see you guys again next week.